Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the only podcast that would have made a tidy grand on selling those bloody golden cat lucky charms to the Chinese. Yes, it's Get Fired. to fear some opening as always but we'll just dive straight back into where we left off at the end of episode zero just about to dive and enjoy the meat of episode one sit back and enjoy with your lovely lovely ears okay so we're picking up with episode one typical bbc voiceover man he casts a solemn opening by seeing economic landscape still uncertain porn uk well in that case why hasn't lord sugar bloody done anything about this eh you could surely create one more than one apprentice a year. Probably. But then again, you look at this bunch, and would you trust them with 250k every single last one of them? I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even give them a dog phone to play with. <laughs> I was going to say, I wouldn't trust them my back door keys in their house, so that's yeah. a fair old statement. I'm a bit glad to see usual stupid quotes um, turn up. Just come out with a bit of a corker. Do you remember her saying, I'm half machine, I can process things at speed out of this world? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, these cliches, I mean, they're worth a watch just to have a bit of a laugh at. I mean, they're, they're so ridiculous, and half the time they're just completely opposite to the person, like who they are. I really don't know why they say that. Because let's be honest, if you could process things at a mind speed that's out of this world, then why are you on The Apprentice? Surely you should be in a lab, processing things for the better benefit of mankind. Surely. It's Jesus, the second coming. Behave, love. Well, I think we'll see how she gets on with that. I don't think she will be. But otherwise, she looks like a complete fool. Louisa chips in what I said earlier with the sex appeal, Jessica Rabbit, and brains of Albert Einstein. Would you agree with that from what we see? Well, she, I don't want to be rude about a girl because she seems a nice girl and all that. But she's not like the brains of Albert Einstein. I mean, I think my ass has the brains of Albert Einstein. <laughs> but... But no, I mean, I, I, I retract that a bit. I mean, she's, she's not thick. Like, you know, she's, she is a bright girl. She, I think for what she's in early days, she does have a business brain. She is showing some good signs. She's definitely one to watch. Um, all the business side of those looks. But she can have the Jessica Rabbit bit. But I mean, I think the, general intelligence, I don't think it's quite that. I think the problem is with these early episodes, like we're still trying to get used to them. And the ta- yeah, tasks good. aren't really difficult. It's more a sense of common sense, like we'll see with this first one. And just seeing if you can work as a team more than anything. Now, one of the last um, stupid quotes I wrote down, I can't remember who said it, but they, I'm sure they said they were prepared to fight to the death to become Lord Sugar's business partner. 
partners. Oh, I'm aiming that. Um, even though it's backward logic, is if you're gonna fight to the death and you won't be his business partner. Exactly. Partner. Go on, mate. Here's a trident. I'll see you in 20 years for murder. Then maybe I'll fire you then. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, Lord Sugar doesn't tolerate this absolute shower of stupid quotes in the first minute like me um, he keeps the business aspect in check i do like his first introduction onto the show of the series when he comes to the business room he just gives it like he's just cutting out the wheat from the shade from people's cvs and i'll agree with him he's tired of all these stupid quotes which is true yeah, i'm glad he did that actually because it's just a realization of like yeah come on shut up behave tell me what you're made of what the he pretty much says he judges people's actions, which is good because that's the whole point of The Apprentice. But I do get a bit annoyed yeah. with it because that was a massive relief to know that that's what he bases it on <laughs> after nine series. Well, you know what I mean. But I, I think it's a bit wrong that BBC still hypes up the entertainment aspect of the show with like these really stupid quotes because it doesn't endear the candidates to it. It just makes them look silly. No. I mean, like my point earlier, where they are actually, you know, these are business people who want to work in the business world. I mean, it's a reality TV show. It is meant to be entertainment for the sake of BBC. But at the end of it, you know, these people are going for a real job. It's not a fake job. And it's a real job for Lord Sugar. So, you know, there is a serious element to this. So, I mean, I agree. Like, they need to be careful of hyping up these gaffes and all that. I mean, these people need to go back to their job, especially inspired with credibility. Yes, this is true. Um, speaking of jobs, if someone called you in to a job at midnight, how would you feel? I'd be like, oh, what? you got to be joking. <laughs> I'm not too sure if it's just BBC cl- clever editing, but if he says he gets in at midnight, then they go off to where they're going to, to pick up the said container in a moment at four o'clock. Then I guess it's a business show and business doesn't sleep and that is that aspect, but... I feel sorry for Paul Francis, the secretary. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's there at that time. Now, I'm sure she, either she does like a 12-hour on-off shift then. Because, I mean, someone's going to answer the phone for Lord Sugar's office at God knows what time in the morning, evening. I just felt really sorry for her. Because, I mean, surely, like, you could get a Nick or Karen to open the door to let him in. <laughs> I mean, Francis deserves a bit better than that. Come on now, isn't it? I mean, without Francis, the show wouldn't go on. Oh, God, yeah. Who would actually said, tell the contestants to come in? Cause, I, mean, exactly. like, I mean, especially this lot, they wouldn't know that they'd have to go in at some point. <laughs> exactly. Like we said, all these opening tasks are up to common sense. And for the first one, Lord Sugar sends the two teams off to the ports of Tilsbury. Which I thought sounded a lot sexier than it actually was. Oh dear. <laughs> he gave our two teams two containers of stock to sell by, I think it was about 12 hours, 4 o'clock, same day. This got the container at 4 a.m., so yeah, 12 hours. It's a hard old slog. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine just like going for 12 hours non stoplight to go do that. Sadly, I was a bit gutted, no one bothered saying, oh, contain yourselves. <laughs> it would be you to think that. I know, that's all I know. Now, just as a reminder for the lovely people at home, what can you remember were in the container to flog? Um, there was bottles of water. Yes. There was cat litter. There was these plastic cats, but I'm assuming kind of 
like Chinese restaurants, that kind of thing, or it could be like a Lucky Charm in a casino type place. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've gone already, even though it was yesterday. We had toilet rolls. Always had oh, them. yeah, I remember that bit. Yeah. Random leather jackets. Yes. Junior Jack mugs. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, I think finally, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone, please, but there was fluorescent building, builders' jackets as well, like the little yeah. bars you get. So, yeah, they really failed at flogging those off. So, a decent, actually, on paper, batch to sell. Now, we had some heroes, I suppose, if we want to call them that, put themselves up. Again, it's the first episode, so they split themselves into boys and girls teams. We've got Jazz putting herself up to the task, basically saying she's good at motivating people, so she takes on this leadership role. And after getting a bit of a chewing out in the boardroom by Lord Sugar, I thought, to be fair, Jason showed some stones and just put himself up on the place. Yeah. I mean, I like that because he put himself up because all the lads were just kind of stood there looking at each other like, don't know, don't know. And he puts himself up, and then they're all a bit like, oh, but I could, I could. And it's like, yeah, you just step in and make yourself look like you want it, but really you're waiting for him to take the buck. I think it's a decent move, though, on the first week especially, because then if you do it right the first week, which isn't a terribly hard task, then you look like a bit of a hero, and you're going to be safe from actually being project manager again for a couple of weeks at least. Yeah. I did feel a bit worried about how Jason, he's always been a student, like we talked about earlier. He's never had a real job. So it's a bit like, I felt like Lord Sugar was being a bit condescending to him, given the whole Jason Argonauts Golden Fleece speech. Yeah, I mean, because he, he's a bloody intelligent bloke and he comes across that way. Oh yeah, I'm he's not down it took some stones though, so I'm going to give him some decent props. He changed my opinion a bit after the profile video, to be fair, from just being a posh boy, so. I think there is more to him than being a bit well spoken, so I think he's got. There's something about him. What would you say that something about him is? Well, I don't know. He just comes across as. He does know. A bit of what he's I know earlier I said like before it's not quite there, I'm not sure about the business now, but I think he could he could go in a couple of weeks because he did do a reasonable job. Yeah, it wasn't a great job, but he did do a reasonable job of controlling what's quite a loud rowdy bunch of lads. <laughs> what do you mean straight from the business like go go do a yeah, task now, lads? I, mean, I wouldn't want to control me if I was boozed up, so <laughs> I have tried controlling you when you're boozed up, so. <laughs> um, back to Jazz being her team manager. She says on camera, I love having people in charge and telling them what to do. It's my idea of heaven. Why am I not surprised? Yeah, she is, she comes across as a little bit controlling. She also says she's only bossy if I'm right, which is a lot of the time. That just sounds rather condescending to all of their other teammates. Yeah. Get a bit of that later. One thing I did was happy that they mentioned within the first 10 minutes, Alex actually owning up to his lookalikes and some nice little bit of ribbing. Everyone calls him saying, oh, you look like Dracula. Yeah, and he took it on the chin well, to be fair to him. I'm sure he gets it a lot, to be fair. But, like, his... He's a Welsh lad. He's up for a bit of banter, so he'll... 
crack on with that. Now, are you ready for this year's team names? Oh, go on then. Okay. Well, the girls went with Evolve. Yeah. I think that's a bit crap. It is. I mean, like, it's just, sometimes these team names, I don't think, or like, they think I'm through, right? They just open themselves up for Lord Sugar to rip them when they lose. I mean, like, Evolve, if, if they were to lose, then it's gonna be like, oh, you didn't evolve together, or you're not going to evolve, or which part of the evolution cycle are you, and they just open themselves up to all kinds of nightmare humiliation. I think there's a nice little bit of um, punditry later on in the boardroom. But I did actually like the boy's name of Endeavour. Yeah, I mean, even though it's the try, but it's, I, I do prefer that name to evolve. I kind of thought, though, it was a quite a decent point. They're aiming to win. That's not always going to happen, which, let's be fair, on a team competition like this, they're not going to win every week. No, but you do want to win, of course, yeah. That's fair. Jason chipped in with a cracking eye saying he's lived in London, but he's not been down the docks before. Oh! <laughs> that made me laugh. Of course, Jazz, as we said, she's got her teaching background after putting herself up. But when they stood around with all her, their cargo, she starts asking, like I said, condescending things like, what do you expect from me? Like, And they were a bit like dumbfounded, a bit, well... Well, we don't know. We want you to lead, probably. I can hear him screaming in my head. That was a bit awkward. Cut to the boys' team, and they're arguing. Yeah, and Jason just couldn't get in a word ageways. I don't, I don't feel like it was Jason's fault. I just feel that all those lads, they just had so many ideas and opinions, but it was unmanageable, he, whoever you were. He could have done with putting a firm foot down and say, right, can we have one at a time? Because I know we've got um, ideas, but... That could become an issue for him, but we'll see. Mm. I didn't like the typical BBC editing. Like, the girls' team, quite respectful as a Jazz is speaking over them. But then you, they cut straight to the boys, like, ah, oh, look at these disruptive lads. They won't do well, will they? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's just like traditional stuff's gone away from the series. I, I should be used to it by now, but... <sighs> Still buy into it. Yeah, I know. Just do it, do it to myself. Let's get going. So they've got all the various items. They trundle off into two little separate teams. I think Leah is Jazz's co uh, project manager of the sub team leader, as they call it. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. And it was Neil for Jason. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Now, the girls weirdly start off going small. So they've got these, you know, cases of, what, eight, twelve bottles of water. They just randomly pop into a pub to sell two cases off. Yeah. I mean, I didn't quite get what the point of that was. And all the other girls after were like, um, why did we do that? Because we still have a van full. There was... I can. I felt Rebecca did a good sales pitch there. It showed that she can sell, but it was almost like, well, you know, because they're a pub, we'll just try and sell two cases. That's what I can pick. And it's like, you know, where's the push? The bottles of water. They're not going to go running off anywhere. They're not going to go yeah. off any soon. Try and sell the lot. I mean, realistically, you're not going to. 
foot CEO push some more down their throats. <laughs> well, actually, to take the lids off and pull the water down the pub landlord's throat. Like, well, to be fair, though, the, um, Endeavour had the right idea. They went straight to a coach company and they just sold off all the bottle water job lot. Move on. Bing, bang, bong. Job done. Yeah, although with the lads on that, I felt Alex, it was a trait of him I didn't like, was, um, it was a bit like he just went in and he just kind of sat there with a bit of swagger. You know, in this boardroom where you're trying to sell your entire job lot, so this is what I didn't like. He just said, like, yeah, well, you know, we could do it at this price. And it's always like he, he, even though he came across as he knew what he was doing, he did also come across as he was just plucking numbers out of thin air. A bit. Uh, and then when they went, well, actually, we get them a toll payment. He was just there like, I'm going to tell you what, yeah, we can do it with toll payments. There didn't seem to be any thought until afterwards of, oh crap, you know, how much money are we going to make? Are we going to make enough money? If you just, oh, I just want to sell them, so I'll sell them, regardless think, of whether you make a loss. I think the idea is, to, well, the obvious idea, if we have something to sell you, this is what we would like to sell it to you for. So imagine if they asked, oh, how much do you buy them for first to the coach company? Yeah. If they said, oh, we buy them for 12p, then surely then they could go back, oh, we could sell them to you for less than that, which would be a bit, well, they would lose money. I don't think it was a terrible thing, but I could probably see where you're coming from with um, Alex going the wrong way about selling it, to be fair. I don't know. I mean... Okay, they wanted to sell it, but it just seemed a bit like he was too accepting of it, and he just almost like he just fucking numbers out of thin air a bit. I mean, it, I mean, it didn't seem like he got in thinking, right? If we can sell them for fifteen p a bottle, this is how much money we'll make. But we can go as low as this because we'll still make this much money. Because I think we showed by the episode where afterwards they've frantically gone on a calculator, right? How much money we made? None of them seem to have had a clue of what their bottom line was. Still, to I, be fair, they well, they did end up getting rid of them. To be fair, which is job done at the end of the day. Oh yeah. So. The thing is, though, you could get rid of them at five p a bottle, but if they cost you ten p a bottle, what good is that? I did notice one cheeky little thing. Zishan went for a high five with someone, got snubbed. Okay. I think that was Neil. You know, I remember that. I'm pretty sure it's Neil. And really? kind of cut over it, but he was like, what are you doing? Well, I felt a bit sorry for Zishan there. He, he's, he's trying. I mean, he's just trying to get a bit of, uh, you know, team spirit going. Right. So yeah. The boys had the right idea, like going to uh, wholesalers, and there's a big one we'll come to in a minute. But when they went to Casino to sell the, like, the little plastic toy uh, Golden Lucky Cats... Did you think Miles yeah. went into business for himself too much? Well, I can see where that point came from, although I felt it a bit unfair, because at the time when I was watching it, and he said, well, I'll set it for £3.50 with, with the batteries, although ultimately it went down to 3 25 with the blood, I thought, oh, I didn't realise they had batteries with them. That's a good idea. You had to do it a bit cheaper. Batteries aren't cheap. But when they're walking out, and he's like, right, we need to get batteries quick, I was like, you burp, you complete idiot. As for the bit where he started wag- whacking in the batteries, losing time there, and he said, oh, we've lost now on our feet. It's like, yeah, mate, that's your fault. I mean, yeah, why do men? You know, it's not about repeat business. You don't need customer service. Just give it him. You've got your money. Go. Exactly. It's a bit like, right, so we've cost the team money 
to sell this item and you've wasted time. Bad, bad, bad. If the boys would have been put back into the boardroom, oh, he was, that, to oh. me, that would be an instant firing. Yeah, because it, it was two wrongs, two big wrongs. He's making a deal on something they couldn't make a deal on. So they only have to spend more money to make that deal. It's just sadly. Oh. Coming back to um, Evolve now, and then you can tell there's no leadership from Jazz. Because like, they just kept going from place to place randomly, trying to sell what various little bits they could s- sell. Yeah, I mean, she didn't... By this point, she was losing her way a bit. Not in terms of controlling the team, but just in terms of you were watching the episode almost thinking... Well, you you'd forgot she was the team leader. Yeah, I mean she was she was keep, keeping them pepped up of just like her motivation, but there was no I'm, I'm the team really. Yeah, well, what was the thing though? Like going back over to her sub team, like you had Louisa and the Doctor. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Leah. Uh, you had them two arguing constantly about it, and you just think. Really? You guys just gonna just sit down there and just argue about it? And Louisa was a bit unfair saying, oh, you're a doctor, you don't know what you're doing. Because Leah did actually show, you know, she didn't know what she was doing. Yeah, so I was a bit surprised at that. Because we had some hesitation about it, like, what could a doctor do in The Apprentice? Because, I mean, obviously she's gonna be clever, but we don't expect her to be as clever in the business sense. Yeah. So, it's a bit weird from that. But then I did think there was a bit of there was a bit of dissension then because like when Jazz phones the girls and says to Uzma, right, we got all this pe- um, cat litter. Why don't you try phoning something like Battersea Dogs Home to get rid of it? Now I thought that was a bit dull at first because I was a bit like Battersea Dogs Home. They don't do cats. Yeah. But you know what, Kenny? If anything, like we said, The Apprentice is educational. Now I know that it's Battersea Dogs and Cats Home now. Oh, well, that's cleared up a lot of things, hasn't it? So whilst Usman was being a bit dull and just insisted on phoning all the various pet stores in the area to sell their pet kitty litter, who sneaks in and cuts a deal? Oh, yeah. The boys. That was a massive... Steal that, that Onethan. Uh, I was a bit like, seriously, why wouldn't it be with a punt? Because surely, if you're selling the stock, the, the idea is you sell to the wholesalers? Well, the people in charge stock, of course. Yeah, I mean, you want to sell it to where people are willing to buy the mass amount. On that kind of task, where you just want to flog, flog off masses of it, you don't want any assets left over. Wholesalers are your best bet. Or retailers in general, because retailers will pay a bit more. Now, I've got a bit foggy, because uh, the boys were doing the deal with the representative from the, I'm going to call it Battersea Dog Songs, that's what it is to me. I got here, like, Z was going mental after the deal. I can't remember who tripped in on him to make a point. Can you remember? Well, I think that's the one I touched on earlier, where Z was trying to make the deal, but Neil at the back, who kept undermining him and to be fair I don't think he was doing anything wrong I think he was going alright about it what you'd expect but Neil was just too 
well, like I said earlier about it being just a bit cocksure and it's almost like the show is about him or something like that, you know? The uh, Neil Clough show, do you think that's what should just rename this uh, Series of the Apprentice? I think it's coming across yeah, as that. Could boost the ratings, to be fair. <laughs> anyway, cut back to Evolve and Jazz's main team. They go to sell the Golden Lucky Cats in Chinatown. Now, so yeah. made a cracking point there. They probably get these cheap from China for like 2p and like the £6 they were asking for. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I did say I like it, but was it like a supermarket or something like that? Yeah, like it Sophie was. Sophie was trying yeah. to sell it, but then she was basically dying on her ass, like, just trying to sell a few of them. Then your one, Natalie, as you said, in a steals a deal, but sold low. Hmm. Yeah, well, Sophie's going to sell one or two at six pounds, but definitely managed to get rid of ten for thirty. So yeah, okay, they sold low, but they got 30 quid instead of 12 quid. Exactly. It's on its way. I'd quite like that, as if you're, you still, they have to get rid of stock in the day. That's the yeah. point of the task. What's the point of going back to four o'clock, getting back to the board and going, oh, we didn't sell any cats, so we didn't get anything, or we sold them cheaply and we earned 30 pounds. So reasonable business sense, I thought. Yeah. And because the deal was dying, I think that bloke was ready to say, like, no, I don't even want to take the one. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, one keep. So she, she came in just at the right time. So it was, so she was losing her way a bit, I think, because the bloke was a bit unsure. So it grew with her. I think it's fair enough to do her. But Natalie managed to keep, keep calm, keep composed and get the deal done. I thought Tim had been an honest episode, but he actually stood up to the plate. And managed to pull off for sale. Yeah, he was quite chuffed for that, weren't he? <laughs> he, he was. He, he, he's got me with, with the best respect. Sure, he comes off as a nice tough guy. Oh, don't call him nice, otherwise he won't like you. He'd come across as being like a little bit like he had a little bit ADHD, just all his enthusiasm. Yeah, he's a bit bouncy. I know, it's, it's just a bit much, isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure what it'd be like working with him on a task or taking him for a few times down the local, but it'd be interesting. <laughs> So we cut back, um, Neil's team, they sell everything. Despite all their infighting, they sell everything in their van. Yeah, so they did the job ultimately. Yes, they did, so that's not too bad. But then it kind of got me thinking, because they were selling to sell, alright, probably difficult things to sell. Like, you had the Union Jack mugs, I mean, were, the girls were popping into, um, Merchandise stores, you know, they got, oh yeah, we got all these leather jackets, we got all these Union Jack mugs, and you know, all like tap from the Olympics and things like that. Yeah. And they were speaking to the shop guy for ages, and they and they said later on in the episode it was a good bit of time, but then when they get around to it, he says, oh the guy goes, goes, oh I'm gonna have to speak to my boss about this. Yeah. And you just think, well, why didn't you ask that in the first place? Yeah. I mean, that's happened on The Apprentice in the past, and you just think, come on. I mean, even under under pressure, these are meant to be people who know what they're doing, and surely one of the things they know is, especially with someone, you know, they really nail out how, oh, we're great sales, build people, so on, I've got this much experience of selling. You'd think they'd know who you can and can't sell to. Beyond, I mean, this is, this is simple stuff. This is week one. It, when you go to make a complaint about something, you put it to the people in charge. You don't put it to someone 
who can do nothing, can you? No. I mean, that's it. I mean, it's absolute basics. And like you said earlier, you know, it's the simple stuff. I mean, doing that in week one doesn't send out the right message. It doesn't really coincide in a good light. I did notice, so like, uh, Jason's team with Miles on it, they were struggling quite well compared to like Neil's side. So that was hyped up a bit in the episode to build old function when they get to the boardroom. Uh, what I thought was, um, well, really rude. Jazz and Sophie are in front of a customer. Like, Sophie goes to interject with something. We don't really know what it was. But, like, Jazz turns around and cuts her off really nastily, right in front of a you know, person. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll probably see that more than a couple of times in the series. But if this was a professional business environment, would you do that in front of one of your colleagues? I mean, you just can't because to the person you're selling to, they just wouldn't be like, mm, okay, what's going on here? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just like, it makes you look like complete fools. Why? Why would you do it? It's just maddening. So, we're ramping up the tension now in the episodes. Oh no, it's nearly four o'clock. Got to sell everything. Get as much as we can. One that I absolutely loved. Jordan's in like a little, I suppose like a tinker shop where you get like tools and things like that. And he's demonstrating like the ukulele to the old lady behind the counter. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he, he plays a bit of it for her. Then she's there for ages, just like playing it herself. <laughs> and then he, t- he cuts her off a bit, bit hates to go, Oh, excuse me, can you hurry up please? We've got time constraints to me. Well, he was, it's true, he's into time restraints, he had to go sell it, let's go one. So, gets to four o'clock, task done, teams check back in each other. I think the girls know they did quite, well, it felt like they did quite poorly in Deep Jazz, even though, again, I think Leah's team sold everything as well, like Neil's team, so... Yeah, the sub-teams definitely were the winners this week. Oh yeah, easily. Well, like best, like, Jazz turns all the girls said, oh... What, how do you think I did? And there was a, just a bit of a stunned silence. They just yeah. didn't know what to say to it. I just, I just laughed at that. I was on the wall, really, weren't I? So we get into the boardroom. Jason has it given out quite quickly by Neil by appointing another, like, project manager in the team, which I thought was a bit weird. Because, I mean, surely... If the project manager's not there, he can't keep an eye on everyone. I mean, it's a divide and conquer technique. You can tell from this episode, because, I mean, half the team got half the bunch of stock to sell, the other half got the rest. Yeah. So, I don't see what the problem was, really, to go, oh, right, Neil, sell this lot, smashing, you're in charge, but ultimately, I'm the project manager. If you have anything, come to me with it. Which, I don't see a problem with that. What about you? Well, no, I don't. I mean, it's... It's what they do. It's what they've done yeah. every year on every episode. I mean, don't get me wrong, Neil looked like a bloody star, I mean, selling everything, didn't he? I know, too. Uh, I mean, like I said earlier, you know, despite he comes across a bit arrogant and that, he, he did a bloody good job on that task. Uh, let's not be sexist, uh, Leah as well, and the um, that girls team. Uh, admittedly, all through infighting all that as well, so not really sure why he thought... To Bring that up. I mean, to knock Jason, but then it didn't really look like the boys were in that much danger. So I just thought, mm, don't know. Did, didn't really endear himself, Neil, did he? Uh, I mean, he's 
he's not the most charming fella. I did notice though, Miles, his fake tan, the amount he had on. Oh, I loved yeah. it. It just, it just bad, I did have a cheeky little giggle. Jazz turned around and said her team did Bridley. Uh, Bri- Bridley? Excuse me. Brilliantly. Nope. Did badly. And then looks of, oh dear. Yeah, there was a bit like, oh. I like the way how, um, well, which is quite true because Leah did more as a project manager and all the girls were kind of sticking up for her, really. Well, so. Didn't want to ever say, like, I felt that Leo was my, was the project manager of the team, not Jazz. Yeah, that's it. It's nuts, really. Oh, I'll tell you what, though. Um, who was it? Cause when Neil was bringing up the, basically, like, the team again, boys were arguing, right in the board in front of Lord Sugar, which I thought, oh, would you really want to do that, like, on the first week? But then I was thought, Karen Brady just sticking up for Jason? Yeah, and I mean. You sh- I mean, that's why she was saying, like, you know, he couldn't get a word in H-Waves. And I thought, you know, that was decent of her. Because that kind of situation... Very decent. They, like, will blame the project manager not controlling it. But in that situation, there's no way it didn't matter. It could have been the loudest person in that group being project manager. They wouldn't have been able to steer it. I know, exactly. But usually, like, uh, Nick and Karen, they don't... Well, they do it now and again, but they don't usually stick up for... People getting a bit of a kicking, do they? I mean, they're there just to observe. I mean, but I think they do have a sense of, well, he didn't do too much wrong, so I think I should step in now and again, you know, to put it straight. Yeah. I mean, it's like a once a series job, isn't it? They did it the first week. Good luck to whoever gets a kicking on the next couple of episodes, because I don't think Kyra will be sticking up for anyone from there. Yeah, back to Neil, just going a bit mental again about Jason. I mean, surely you save it when you go back into the boardroom, if the boys went in, you know? It just seems a bit mad, really. I thought Alex went a bit mental as well, but to be fair, he's probably been up 16-plus hours that day, if the timing of the day was to be believed. Oh, yeah, yeah. They kind of... They brought it up, but they didn't really drill Miles that much for the whole batteries... Thing. Yeah, he got away with that one. Although I would say, I'd imagine Karen took good note and Lord Sugar knows all about it. Here's the thing, though. I'm talking about the boys here right now. Can you really remember, before the figures are given out, yeah? Yeah. But did the girls really say anything about jazz? Not I really. I can't remember all that much, no. It seems a bit weird, because then it's just a bit... You can tell the boys are getting into it a bit, so you just kind of expect, well, what did the girls think? Then that's it. It was just a bit weird. Anyway, as you may or may not know, we're about to tell you who won this week's episode. So if you haven't watched it yet, I strongly advise you to stop the podcast and go finish off the episode. Otherwise, we don't want to be shouted at on Twitter or Facebook. Well, so, to be fair, we will Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, they, if they haven't guessed already, they're probably not fancied. So, Endeavour wins by only £58 of the total amount sold. It was, Evolve sold, well, managed to sell most of their stock for £1,109.30 total. That's including both Jazz and Leah's sub-teams totals together. By the way, Leah smashed Jazz's team by nearly 3 to 1 ratio. That's quite Mental, really, when you think about it. Definitely. Even with stuff sold, that's still quite a lot, really. Still, with uh, Neil's sub-team, they sold a bit more than Jason's, but it's still a better ratio than the girls' ones. 
And really, fifty-eight pounds—that's not. A... Uh, I mean, if you like, you know, Natalie getting those cats sold at thirty quid—that's half of it, half of it. So. Oh God. You just think like, oh, if you just sold a bit more, like you'd be absolutely fine. Boys trundle off as what was the treat this week, Kenny? You know what? I forgot already. Um, hang on. It wasn't that impressive. I, I, don't, but... I don't want to. No, that's it. Um, oh, I'm mixing up too much with this week's one. Basically, the boys get a tour around the new house, which is, I'd say, is a bit too posh for me personally. They get a slap-up tea by just some partial... It wasn't a great one, was it? Let's be honest. Oh, they've done that kind of thing before, and I'd always be a bit like, oh, you know. First week's always a bit like, oh, yeah, well done. Great. Um, what did you think, though, as the boys were exiting the boardroom, Tim's weird outburst? We brought it up on earlier, but I just feel it's really weird. Yeah, it was just unnecessary. I think, like, Lord Sugar almost felt a bit so- sorry for him when he went, Tim, you won. Shut up. I wouldn't say go. He's just like, what are you doing? Stop it, like. Stop going to business for yourself. You- you've won to go take the team yeah. victory. and It's like he took a massive gun and put it to his foot. <laughs> yeah. Just a massive shotgun, just cocked it back, just blew it off Bill Brown. Oh, wow. Um, one thing I also noticed, is it a different cafe? Well, I wasn't really paying that too much detail to the decor or the cafe and that, but I think it, I'm pretty sure it's the same place. Mm, looks like it's perhaps had a weed done up. I mean, surely nine series of The Apprentice, I must get a bit of a roaring trade come through, you know? <laughs> so it's like Apprentice Tours. It's like, oh, here's Lord Allen's uh, Fortress, and here's the house from episode, sorry, series seven, and here's the cafe. Then that's it, that's the tour. Excellent. Basically, yeah, we get Evolve, come back into the boardroom. So basically the girls start giving a bit of a grilling, which probably makes up from the boys arguing from earlier. They basically said, well, yeah, she was a half-decent motivating the team, but she ignored people like Sophie, which hard to argue that, really. The main thing that brought up was, like, Jazz didn't have a plan. No, I mean, she just jumped in, really. Exactly the worst thing to do, but it's not exactly you know, the cleverest thing either, is it? I mean, like, it's not like saying when they're on Leah's team, uh, Uzma, like, they, she didn't make a sale at all, but what she did was like all the operations and logistics side of it. Like saying, right, if we go here, let's go try there to go sell stuff, which is, which is fine. I mean, if you've got three people making the sales on the team, that's all you need, really. You do need someone there saying, okay, guys, we've got to do this, got to do that. Let's do it this way, not that way. Yeah, you need someone there just to make sure you're staying on task. Yeah, which... On the task. I, I don't really think Jazz got that at all, did she? No, I, I'm not entirely sure what Jazz was thinking, really. I don't really see what her point was. I mean, there was no setup at all from her side. I mean, Leah looked like a million quid again. Uh, to be fair, like, all oh, Leah's team, like, you had Uzma, Rebecca, and, uh, L- Louisa, can't say her name, uh, on it. And they're basically saying, you know, fairly complimentary of it, just saying, oh, well, Rebecca didn't do the first sale very well, but she improved. So that was, you know, quite nice. So they made them, that, that fall kind of steps themselves, but I mean, they still look good. Jazz's team, though, so we had, like, Natalie turn around and saying, Sophie pretty much didn't make any covering herself any glory at all, when you think about it, because Natalie saved her from getting that 30 quid for that one cat deal. 
I mean, let's be honest, Sophie really didn't look like she did much the whole episode. No, I thought that, to be fair. I'm not sure what she did, really. Jazz did the most worst thing, like, all patronising. Like, she came off to saying, oh, she's all so perfect, and things like that. You're just there thinking, well, not really, because, look, you, you failed this task. I like, what did you think to uh, bringing back in Sophie and Uzma, then? I mean, like, I feel like the girls' team in general is difficult to choose. I mean, Sophie, just on a thing of, I'm not really sure what she did at all. Uzma seemed to be causing a couple of problems, but at the same time, I don't think you could have brought her in. I think you're looking at some someone else, really. Who would I have gone with? I suppose you could have gone Natalie, just in the sense of, apart from that nice little deal at the Chinatown shop, she was just kind of more trotting along with the rest of them. Or you could have gone to Francesca, who, as we said, we didn't really see in that episode, so it raises the question of what she do. Yeah, exactly. I thought that was a bit of a big one, but we'll pick up on her on the next episode. Just because she did that little, <laughs> yeah. they didn't even know. Well, the thing is, she must have did something because Sophie didn't really do anything. And well, that's the thing, though. I yeah. I can't honestly remember Francesca being shown to do something. Bit bad editing there from BBC again. You, you know what I mean? Um, there was yeah. one thing that I didn't quite get. It, we we didn't say, um, but when they went to Chinatown to sell stuff, they went there at nine o'clock in the morning, and all the shops closed. So they were like, "Oh, oh dear, we'll come back later on." Okay, now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I didn't really hear Sophie saying, oh, they won't be open now, or anything like that. No. So, I was a little bit confused, because I'm sure Jazz was trying to ping it on Sophie by not saying, oh, they weren't there. But is it just me being a bit mad, or I'm pretty sure that gets brought up? Well, Jazz's idea to go to China. I know. To be honest, though, when I was in the boardroom, I thought Usman was fine. I mean, you had uh, Leah's team back her up constantly. No worries from her front. It was a bit of a big mistake not to bother ringing back to see dogs and cats home. Thought yeah. That was a bit, well... And Plus, look, the boys managed to get a big sale out of that. So yeah. that was a massive mistake. If you notice, he didn't actually say much in the boardroom, but Lord Sugar pretty much says straight away when he gives his final deliberation, you're fine, no worries, have a, have a, have a sit down, have a nice... Oh, nice glass of water was fine. I did kind of think, well, it's just being Jasmine bossing ignorant to Sophie. I'm pretty sure that would have been picked up on, you know, by um, Nick. But then I kind of thought Jazz was there trying to save her soul. And she said she wants to leave. She's not good enough. Well, she has been the entire episode. <laughs> exactly. So let's get this killed out out of the way. Basically, Jazz gets fired. I totally agree with this. No complaints at all. Yeah, I mean, on this episode, I, I think because it was girls' team that lost, it just had to be. So, I mean, there's no one else in the role that you could really entirely pin the blame on. And just Jazz didn't really lead them, as you touched on. She didn't really have a plan. She was just... Oh, exactly. When you... But, when you get bettered by your co well sub project manager, that is a problem. I mean, uh, if it was the thing is, if the boys were brought back into the room as well, if it was Jason up there, that would be brought up as well. I don't think Jason would have survived. So I think it's a case of both making fatal errors without a plan. 
Of course, I don't like her attitude towards um, Sophie, t- although Sophie didn't really do much, admittedly, but with a lack of plan, saying she's this great motivational leader, I thought, no, cheers, Jazz, thanks for turning up week one. You know, I'm a, a little bit, I'm, I, I'm sure she's, you know, nice to meet in real life, but I just don't think she made a good fist of herself at all. No, she didn't take the opportunity, really. No, it's, plus there's only so much positivity you could take. You want real grimy moment for her to step up and smash through. But no, she had a chance and failed. Did you remember her quotes as she was in a taxi driving off? No, I, I don't remember what she said. I mean, they all usually say how they're going to make a big thing of themselves. So usually, usually by that point, you kind of know what to expect. Well, I'll remind you. She, she actually said she was gutted to be fired, given how amazing she was. What? Sorry, like, amazing. The thing is, though, she put herself on that pedestal. She volunteered for week one to be project manager, and she failed. Pipe down, take on the sheen, leave, go. That's it. What more could she do? That's it. I mean, I tell you, what, let's go wrap this up now. Who, Kenny? From I know it's only been one week. Who was your MVP, most valuable player of the episode? It's a toss-up between Leo and Neil. I would say, though, just simply because that team won, Neil. Okay. Um, I probably would actually turn around and give it to Leah because I really didn't like the way Neil went into business for himself. I'm sure that's the kind of old point of the apprentice for you to stand out. But, like, to go just start kicking off in the boardroom before there's a reason to, if that makes I sense. See, I'm not- there's traits in Neil I don't like, but well, I prefer Leah. But I mean, I'm just going with Neil just simply because, I mean, his team won, and I believe that's only really won because of how he drove that sub team. I tell you what, consider this though, like, considering Leah's a doctor, and probably not got a business background, but then we don't know, we just know she's a doctor. She impressed me at least by saying, oh, well, you know, she had business head on her. Constantly. I mean, we got, I had no indication of that for all the profile videos. Anything like that at all. So, she's still impressed me at least. Oh well. She's a worthy second place in your eyes, so I suppose she'll be happy with that. So, next episode, flavoured beer. Now, in the trail, easily the best line of the show ever. Jason, will you be quiet, you silly shit? <laughs> I, <laughs> I just know. We'll get on with this. We'll talk about in our next episode. So I think we should bring this one up to a wrap. I'll go and say I hope you've enjoyed our first podcast on the first episode of The Apprentice. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. It's a at symbol Apprentice Fired. You can email the show as well at ApprenticeGetFired at gmail.com. Send us fun stuff and the like if you want. We've got a Facebook page up and running as two. It's called Get Fired Apprentice Podcast. Just search that and it's fine. We've also got the blog page up and running, apprenticefired.blogspot.co.uk. I'll be checking in with a few articles over the coming weeks about how the show's getting on and all that. Um, Kenny, it's been a pleasure as always. Okay, same to you, Terry, and thank you everyone for listening. And as Terry said, share your views with us. We're happy to hear them and share them back. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed that. We'll post it on the Twitter when the next show will be up. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.